0: And once again, welcome back to L.I. in the AM with Jay Oliver. I'm Tom Shalero, sitting in for the great Jay Oliver. And uh, just uh, moving along on L.I. News Time, 8.05 a.m. on this wonderful, wonderful Monday. And uh, always great when we have our elected officials on. And we've got uh, no stranger to this program, to my program, to the L.I. in the AM show, is Assemblyman Joe DiStefano. Joe is... Um, I guess. I guess you might be getting uh, Joe. First of all, let me say, Joe, how are you? I'm doing
1: great.
0: How about you? Well, you uh, now this this is a, a legislative session week, right? Are, are you on your way up? Yeah, are you there already? I'm in Albany. Yeah. Okay, so you're up in Albany. uh, Again, I find it fascinating because I spoke to, I speak to you, I speak to uh, Assemblywoman Jody Giglio, Doug Smith, the now newly minted uh, State Senator Dean Murray, and uh, you guys got a very hectic schedule. But let's go back to the state of the state. I know. Senator Murray had commented on that. Uh, you are now uh, in your second term, I believe, in the in the sure. State Assembly. Oh, third term. Boy, time does go fast, doesn't it? And uh, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the, the governor's state of the state? It was really her first state of the state as an elected governor. Uh, your thoughts, uh, your, your promises that you heard, or your disappointments, or, or what have you. Well,
1: it was a very ambitious Uh, Agenda that she set forth for the state. Um, Some of the things that are troublesome to me, and not that they're not needed, but I don't know how she's going to achieve her housing requirement of all the hundreds of thousands of housing units she's trying to uh, put forth. Um, You know, we already have all the pushback coming from all the the communities and the local government and stuff saying that, you know, you're taking away their autonomy and, uh, you know, that's why people move to the suburbs and now you're going to try and bring the cities out to the suburbs. Uh, that, that's just not going to fly. Uh, I just think that, you know, this week, and uh, I mentioned it earlier to someone this morning, that we are going to hear the budget uh, on Wednesday. And, you know, without hearing the actual numbers that she's talking about, it's kind of hard to say where this money is coming from. Uh, I think we're still kind of a little bit flush with cash all the federal income from last year uh, because of the pandemic that hasn't been spent yet. And unfortunately, I think that's going to be part of the budget where she's going to use that one-time, one-shot revenue deal to kind of patch the budget together.
0: Yes, this question a lot of the people on the state level such as yourself is uh, when that money finally does run out it, you'd almost think it would be kept aside uh, as a rainy day fund or something like that but if it's just in- incorporated into the budget it's not a recurring revenue uh, so what happens when it finally runs out and now you have a budget that's a lot bigger than what it normally would have been but now you have to fund that budget what happens in a case like that
1: you know the answer does yeah. everybody else Going to be a tax increase what else what else could it be how are you going to fund it there's no other way around it
0: i mean uh, is it is it possible, and I and again, speaking to many of you state legislators, one of the questions that I do ask is a uh, coalition of suburban legislators, Democrats and Republicans, particularly uh, to at least look at this housing issue and to say, well, wait a minute, this is the job of the local governments. You've said that, I've said that, and that uh, they are best equipped to decide what building goes here or what fence goes there, or in the case of what uh, she's proposing, these 800,000 housing units, and she's focusing in on Westchester and Long Island, and she's focusing in on the uh, railroad stations and so on, but that still has to be up to local government, but yet, my understanding is, speaking to, uh, when I was speaking with uh, Supervisor Ed Romain, that she can very well do what she's asking to do.
1: She absolutely and uh, and that's the unfortunate part is, you know, you take the um, the coding away that the towns are, are, are accustomed to in putting things together. Think about this, um um, you know, DMV, Department of Labor, some of those other entities that are run by the state. How bad did they suffer during the pandemic? And now you're telling them that they're going to bring a housing development group to run housing as well? I mean, it's really ridiculous. And like you said, the, 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 the towns are, and the counties are better equipped to handle those types of issues uh, than the state is
0: there'll be. uh, To me, if you were a suburban Democrat, you couldn't support something like this. But yet... What, what is the feeling? What is the sense that you're getting? Can you guys hook up with some of these uh, legislators on the Democratic side and say, hey, we need to fight this uh, collectively? Because by the minority, the minority Republicans would have a difficult time, let's say, just in the state assembly to fight something like this. But if you got Westchester Democrats and Nassau and Suffolk Democrats, whatever are left, because what's happened in the last two years and also upstate Democrats, is that is that a possibility? Do you see that or you're just not getting the flavor for that?
1: Well, the point is that uh, when we hear about the budget today, I think that there may be a slip-in into the budget on something like this, where if you want your, your your pork barrel projects and things like that heading into the budget, and this is part of it, you may be forced to vote for it if you're looking for those projects that are going that are to be slammed into the budget. Um, so I'm not sure. We won't know anything until we hear what the budget is on Wednesday. But you're absolutely right. This is definitely a bipartisan issue where some of those suburban areas are going to need to, you know, make a stand one way or the other, whether they're going to be part of this problem or they're going to be helping with, with uh, fixing it. You know, that's, that's going to be their decision. And they know their are tax base better than we do. So if they feel that this is a good project for them and their constituencies want them, then they're going to vote for it. If they think that it's going to hurt their constituencies, then they're going to vote against it. But again, you know and I know, we've we've talked about this many times, that a lot of the bad stuff gets thrown into the budget and it's not a standalone bill. And um, I think you remember a couple of years ago when then Governor Cuomo tried to do the same thing and it got shot down before it even got anywhere because of the pushback that we all had against it.
0: Remember that. That's why I'm. I'm, uh, I know many of us, including myself, are hoping that that's what happens here. Because I put my trust and faith in the locals, the local town council people, the local zoning board of appeals, and so on, to say, well, it's good for one community, may not good be for another community. But my understanding is she's going to create some sort of a board or whatever, and that they will make decisions upon uh, application by builders and contractors, or however it's going to be. And it's certainly not. Part of what the original intent of what local Government is supposed to be like and what state government Is supposed to be like and uh, so I, I you know again would like to see that uh, Obviously we're having a lot of concerns uh the release on friday night of the tape in memphis and now i'm hearing of all now the 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 word is back again let's defund let's have reform and a lot of times the word reform people think it's a good thing we know about bail reform that was not a good thing but now you're starting to see a lot of of anti-police sentiment among the far left you're not seeing it in nassau suffolk county and i believe totally that our our uh, Our uh, political dynamic in Nassau and Suffolk counties, we're going to support our police, that we can look at isolated incidences the way they should be looked at as far as specific incidences are concerned. I'm talking about Memphis. But uh, now that you're up there and you are within uh, shouting distance of many of those far-left individuals, I know it's too early to ask because you just got there. But do you think there's going to be, once again, the far-left screaming and yelling about the police?
1: I think as, as you already know, uh, everything is, is individual. Uh, you know, those bad apples down in Memphis did something horrendous, horrific, uh, should have never happened. Uh, they should have known better obviously. And in the, today's day and age where there are cameras everywhere, they had to figure that this was going to be seen by somebody. So with the total disregard for life, they did what they did. Uh, I don't see that yet here. Um, as I said, there's, to, to defund the police is ridiculous. To even suggest something like that is ridiculous. Um, is there some training that could be handled through the, the departments that they represent? Of course. Uh, I think there's a, a, a better fix for it, but I think it's through negotiation. I don't think it's through the defunding of the police because we're never going to defund the police. I don't know whoever thinks that that's ever going to work, but it's not. Uh, and again, we, we need to make sure that the people like the, the five officers who did what they did are held accountable for what they did and what their actions are. And that brings back the idea of, you know, justice reform. But, yes, it also brings the judicial discretion back into the picture. Uh, obviously, these guys will probably never walk outside get jail again if they're convicted uh, and rightfully so. That, it was disgraceful and it should have never happened.
0: And I guess uh, well said and uh but we need to look at it as a chapter, not necessarily the whole book and um unfortunately what happened after george floyd there was that overreaction which resulted in in such a uh, horrific crime race because police were stymied into doing the job that they needed to do we saw the anti-crime unit defunded in uh, in new york city which resulted immediately in more guns on the street which ultimately leads to more violent crime and uh, so what we need to look at these situations in an isolated basis i don't need to we look at them as a systematic but systemic and yet they are saying they're using that word again and so on. So it looks like almost like the fight, the the, the fight for pro law enforcement, and the fight for our great police officers, the ninety nine point nine percent of them that are good, that are doing the job right. Uh, other issues going on right now in Albany is this whole idea of energy politics, energy policies. Uh, your thoughts on that and how can we make New York state more uh, proficient in terms of cost effective energy at the same time? We're seeing and according to the head of the Gasoline Retails Association, they're saying we might be back to $5 a gallon for gasoline this summer.
1: Well, um, last session, uh, Senator Alexis Weick and I uh, co-sponsored a bill together that the governor signed in December uh, producing uh, windmills off uh, Smith's Point in the Atlantic Ocean, and it's going to be bringing some renewable energy for the, for the turbines. Um, I think that you know Long Island, is as fragile as it is, the infrastructure that we live in Um, We need to be finding new sources of renewable energy. There's absolutely no question about it. But again, we're going to go back to the idea of the United States was energy independent a few years ago, and now we're begging people for oil. And, uh, you know, that's where part of this problem is about skyrocketing gas prices because we have to ask our enemies for that fuel Uh, if we produce it ourselves. You know, lately, think about it, Tom, we have not heard a lot about, the energy independence anymore. We haven't heard anything about we should be producing our own oil and creating those types of issues uh, that make our lives better. We haven't heard a lot of that because we're focused on other things around the world that's not bringing the focus back to renewable energy within our own country. Uh, And I think that that's where we need to start is within ourselves.
0: Uh, now, of course, many uh, I've heard from many Republican legislators. We need to look at our own resources inside of New York State that are not being cultivated right now, not being used. And, and I think the bill that you and Senator Alexis White were able to do is just a phenomenal bill. We need that on Long Island. Any time we get an opportunity to get away from the fossil fuels, that's fine. But we're not there yet, so we needed to, uh, uh, I guess, reassess. Uh, what what would be the right thing? We can't automatically do away with gasoline production, crude oil, energy production, and so on without having an alternative. We don't have that alternative yet. But the whole idea well, of fracking or anything. Well, get 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 us. No,
1: it. Well, I think one of the, the, the funniest bills that we did along the way in the last couple of years was uh, you know banning the sale of gasoline powered cars by twenty thirty five, and only electric cars will be sold by then. You know, think about a rainstorm, a bad rainstorm, and the electrical grid goes down for several days. We don't have the capacity to handle anything like that, and I don't see anything in the near future that's bringing us to that level. So the the notion that we're going to be selling only electric cars by 2035 is, in my opinion, ridiculous. And I think that they, you know, heading in a better direction, but I also think that they got to think about what they're trying to accomplish and making sure they have the capability of handling what it is they're trying to do
0: said that because I think it is important that we consider, we look at the calendar and say, we're not there yet. And uh, just because you pass a law saying, "Well, we're going, to, we're going to be clean energy, clean energy," but clean energy is not a hundred percent there. We've made some great strides, and again, uh, your efforts in in the uh, in the wind power, the solar power, and all that other stuff is is well founded. But we still need to do uh, a lot more. Uh, the whole idea of fracking and things like that—that that has always been a sore spot in New York State. Yet Pennsylvania seems to be doing well with it. What are, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, from a being part of the legislature for the last four years, I do know that the southern tier of New York State is very well ample supply of gas. And again, gas is probably the cleanest energy you're going to find, and natural gas I'm talking about. Uh, I don't understand it. You know, again, it seems like the notion from the far left is, to, you know, we got to ban everything that, you know, kind of makes our economy slow. Uh, and I'm not understanding it because it does put the pressure back on all the other taxpayers in the state, and as you already know, I, I listen to your show often. You know, we lead the state now migration, and people are going to go to places where it's more affordable to live than here. And who's going to get stuck paying the check at the end of the day is the guys who are remaining here, not the ones that are taking their money outside of New York State. But we really do need to keep our stuff here because the resources that we have are are rich, and uh, they need to be uh, produced. And I think that's the direction we should be going.
0: I'm just going to let you go. I know uh, you're uh, uh, you're anticipating this week. Uh, the session is in session. Kind of exciting, I think, uh, whenever the uh, legislature, New York State legislature is in session. Uh, we've got to discuss the issues that are going on right now. Anything on the agenda right now that you're thinking about?
1: I think the uh, public hearing today, public safety is part of it. It starts at 10 o'clock. But I, I think the anticipation of the week is going to be the budget see where she's going, the uh, speculation that it's going to be higher than it was last year. And that's before we even get into the budget process of the hearings, the the public hearings that we hear throughout uh, the next couple of weeks leading up to budget. Uh, You know, that's that's the anticipation for this week is to see what's in this week's budget.
0: You get back, Joe. Thank you so much, Assemblyman Joe DiStefano.